Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I Talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid. Just walk with your head up high. Don't be afraid. Just take it one step at a time. Don't give up on your dreams, no matter how small. Hi, welcome to Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Today is June 21st, 2016, and we're going to do a show about sexual harassment in AA rehabs and sober living and how to fight back. Uh, you know, this I, I thought I knew everything there was to know about sober living, but I guess I'm still learning. So, you know, what I, I decided to do a show. I reached out to uh, the guy who did the uh, LA Weekly story a few months back that was highlighted in the 2020 episode um, on ABC the other night, Friday night. Uh, if you want to see it, you can go to go on YouTube, and if you put in ABC 2020 Rehab Mogul uh, Christopher Chris Batham, B-A-T-H-U-M, uh, you will be able to see it in pieces. I think they've divided it up. Um, it was a very good show. I mean, I think they could kind of bring in the AA factor, but nevertheless, it's just insane what's going on here. One of the problems that I see uh, is that they are using, they meaning the news media, you know, the journalists, the people who talk, they're using, when they say sober livings, and they say, you know, his um, rehab centers, and a sober living is not a rehab center. Um, a sober living is... So then I was started to dig about the sober living laws. And um, the strange thing is that it talks about Proposition 36 in California. I'm just going to read this to you because I found this really shocking. I might have voted for this. I, I really don't know. Uh, Proposition 36, also known as the Substance Abuse and Crime Prevention Act, was passed by California voters in 2000. Yeah, I bet you didn't have any idea, um, you know, how this was going to be, you know, so bad. But anyway, um, this proposition dramatically changed California's laws regarding first- and second-time offenders of nonviolent simple drug possession. In place of jail time, these offenders are able to choose to be placed in a sober living home for treatment. Subsequent offenses, third-time offenders do face incarceration. A sober living home must be certified with either the state of California 
or local counties, private organizations such as California Association of Alcoholism and Drug Abuse Counselors are also able to certify. Oh, my God. So basically, I, you know what, I had no idea that if you had a first or second offense that you were not actually sent, uh, I'm sorry for this noise in the background. Oh, my God. Um, Let me see if I can... um, do something about it. Uh, uh, let me see. Hold on here a second. Um, hold on. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing this from a studio. Uh, yeah, anyway, it stopped. Okay, so California sober living homes are governed by the state landlord tenant laws. This means that the tenants and those that run the home owe certain legal obligations to each other. The tenants of sober living facilities are responsible for paying rent on time, not using the premises for illegal purposes, and to keep the facility in good condition. Those running the home are responsible for the... What? In the running water and heat and to repair any problems with the home. Oh, my God. This is, like, just so freaking stupid. The Federal Fair Housing Amendment Acts apply to sober living homes amend the Civil Rights Act to extend prohibitions against race, religion, and gender discrimination. Okay, well, that's fine. Um, FHA includes those with physical disabilities as well as mental disabilities. Um, Wow, this is nuts. This is really crazy. So the reason I want to do a show is here. So part of the, you know, you see when you watch the show that there is uh, a lot of... um, you know, he they interview him, and he's just lying. He's just like saying, I never did that. I, I didn't do that. And it's like he said, she said. But, you know, if you have 25, 50, he's got all these places, 20 places, how many people have he, has he sexually harassed, never mind touched? Because this is a workplace. And the weird thing about AA, when people, you know, think about trying to stop sexual harassment in AA or suing AA, that that has always been a very hard nut to crack because people don't see AA as a nonprofit. They don't see it as a business. It is a business, but it's, you know, hit under this guise of being these special secret communities when, when it's really not because the government's been sending people to it for, you know, 30 or 40 years. The White House is promoting it on the White House website. Uh, there's all kinds of, you know, strange things that go along with the whole AA thing. But let's, you know, so forget about that for a minute. We know that 95, 98% of all rehab sober living are all AA owned by AA members or they're run by them. Everybody goes to AA meetings. Okay, that's a given. We know that's a fact. There's so few non-12-step rehabs, so we say, you know, we'll be generous by that 95, 98%, right? But this is a business. And when you sexually harass people in a business, then you have a case. So I encourage you. If you are listening to me and you have been at one of these places or any place where you have been sexually harassed, that, you know, you need to get a lawyer, you file, you, can, you don't need a lawyer to file a lawsuit anyway. You can go downtown and ask somebody, how do you file a lawsuit? You can go to the law school and ask somebody to help you to do it. But this stuff needs to stop. And the easy, it's a lot easier than with AA. But someday people are going to get it, that if you are a general service rep or you are a DCM, you're a delegate, you're a coffee maker, you're a secretary, you're a literature person, you're a greeter, and you get sexually harassed, guess what? You've been working 
for Alcoholics Anonymous as the nonprofit. And so you live in Southern California and you live in Area 5 and you think they can't get away with it anymore. It's like people have to see it, what it is, Alcoholics Anonymous, as well as this sober living. I mean, to me, it's just maddening. It's absolutely maddening that our court system, that we fucking all signed off for that Proposition 36, if I would have had any idea, my tax dollars, or that it was okay that these people, you know, instead of, I mean, look, nonviolent drug offenders should be just let out, you know, as far as I'm concerned, unless you're robbing us, unless you're stealing and sneaking into our homes and robbing our cars, then no, I don't think that's considered a nonviolent offense. But if we would stop these laws, everyone gets sent there, and then everyone gets sent to Alcoholics Anonymous which is nonsense. It fails for 95% of the people. And I, you know, I just think it's outrageous. It's really outrageous that they're calling it. They're calling it treat. Now they're calling it's, you know what? It's really bad because it was bad enough when a place did all the things that it had to jump through, which isn't very much to open up a rehab in a house. I mean, whoever made this shit up, I'm sorry for those of you, you know, for people who have non-12-step rehabs and stuff, but they made this okay to do this in people's neighborhoods is out of their fucking mind. It would be like, okay, I'm going to open up a hospital. I'm going to open up a mental ward in the middle of your neighborhood. And you're also only going to be regulated by the health department. And if you go on the website for the health department, this doesn't make any sense to me, okay? And you look even for rehabs. What you're going to find, it's called non-medical, okay? So if it's called non-medical, and this is actually a treatment program, so this is a rehab. This is not freaking sober living. This is a rehab that if you look on the – this is for California. I don't know what it's like. If you live in another state, go ahead. Please, let's look this up and come post it you know, on my Leaving AA blog, or you can post it here or post it on Facebook – um, that if, oh my God, I just can't believe what I, I just read. I swear to God, I, this is like, I, I thought I, I mean, I did know how bad the rehab, so back to that, right? So the rehabs are considered non-medical. So why, that, you know what, is Blue Cross paying for any of this shit? They're paying for a fucking blue book from the 1930s by someone in a van is going to take you to an AA meeting? Like, this is really bizarre shit, and it needs to stop. Like, science is science. I had a bad knee. I go to a doctor. I get an MRI. I find out I got a tear. I find that, no, surgery really won't help. They did that for 20 years. Now, moving into new science, there's a new kind of injection that you can get in your knee, and it's like WD-40 and makes that knee feel great, and all you're all fixed. Okay? That's science. That's medicine, and I would expect my insurance to pay for it. And... I mean, it does for some of it, right? And there's even science that it won't pay for. But but Blue Shield and Kaiser play, pays for this crap. And what's worst of all is that he is he is like breaking the law, like you know, all over the place. But he has all this money, and he has all these lawyers, and these poor girls that were on this. You really should watch this ABC 2020 that was on Friday night. It's available online. It's on YouTube. It's on the ABC page. If it isn't, go to 2020. I mean, go on to YouTube, and you can see it. That this guy is breaking the law and just doing it. And these girls sued it. He sued them back for defamation. Now, I just want to tell you something. I did learn quite a bit about lawsuits, and it's like 
you know, when someone says they're going to sue you, if there's a judge, every lawsuit gets to sit in front of a judge and they decide if this is a valid lawsuit, if this is real. And you know what? When, to, when women who have been assaulted and been sexually molested or they've been raped or, or sexually harassed that are all saying the same thing, it's like the Bill Cosby case, right? Eventually how many came forward and there was probably another hundreds of them who this stuff happened to, right, who never came forward. But with this kind of thing, oh, my Lord, I'm, I'm just like, i got to tell you, I mean, my head is spinning. Um, welcome to anybody who's out there in the chat room. Uh, we don't really have a lot of people, but there's one person in there. Hey, how you doing? Um, this this part about advocacy and rights, um, Sober Living Operations Handbook. Wow, this is, you know, I guess you have to be a special person to log in here. Um, this is really scary. This is really scary. Um, so Proposition 6 was passed in 2000. Um, First-time offenders and second-time offenders of nonviolent, simple drug possession of jail time are able to choose to be placed in a sober living home for treatment. There is no treatment in sober living. Like, I don't know who the made this shit up, but a sober living is a house that they charge 4000 a month, 5000 a month, 8000 a month for nothing but a house and to be hanging around with other people who are fucked up with drug and alcohol problems. Like, I'm, my, my mind is blown. That's all i got to say. Like, I'm reading a proposition, a bill that got written by lawmakers and got passed in the Senate up in Sacramento. I guess i got to go up there with my film. Um, the sober living must be certified with either the state of California or local counties. The cal- private organizations such as California Association of Alcoholism and Drug Abuse Counselors are also able to certify. Now get this. So this is a public, I'm sorry, a private organization, not a board that is going to certify these places, which is also more steppers, more AA members. Oh, fuck, this is so bad. This is so bad. I can't tell you how bad this is. It's really bad. Okay, I want to talk about... So just, guys, I would say file complaints. Talk about it. Create blogs. Talk about it on the blogs. Get lawyers. If you've been sexually harassed, come together and sue the uh, businesses, uh, the rehabs and sober livings are real businesses, and you can go ahead and sue them. If you need support, you can reach me at makeaasafer at gmail.com. That's makeaasafer at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter on the 13th Step to Film. Um, I am on um, Facebook as that and leaving AA on Facebook, and then we have a deprogramming page that is private if you need help deprogramming. Uh, all right, I want to talk about the um, the swimmer. I want to talk about the swimmer that uh, raped the woman up in uh, Stanford. So this guy is going to do three months. He got six months because he's white, and the judge knows his father and went to school, same school, white privilege. Actually, the L.A. Times just did a story comparing a black football player in... Uh, Nashville, Tennessee, who also raped 
uh, a woman in college, and uh, he's going to get 16 years or 15 years. Now, you know that that black football player is um, not going to get or do three months. But what I, my understanding is whatever the time they get, they serve only half of it. Um, so let's get back to, I think his name is Brock. Uh, let me let me look where I have the name of the rapist that was, he was a convicted rapist. Um here we go. CNN reported widespread outrage has erupted over a California judge's decision to give a former Stanford University swimmer a six-month jail sentence for sexually assaulting an unconscious woman. Critics are blasting the decision as far too lenient. Of course it is. It's ridiculous. Prosecutors had asked that Brock Turner be sentenced to six years in prison for the January... Six years, okay? And the guy gets gives him six months. The controversial sentence was followed by the release of two dueling letters to the judge about the case that have been widely shared and sparked further outcry from one victim who described her ordeal in 12 searing pages and another from Turner's father who dismissed his son's crime as a 20 minutes of 20 minutes of action. Turner, 20, was convicted in March of the intent to commit rape of an intoxicated unconscious person, penetration of an intoxicated person, and penetration of an unconscious person. Sounds like... Cosby kind of guy. Santa Clara County Superior Court Judge Aaron, A-A-R-O-N Persky, P-E-R-S-K-Y, said on Thursday that Turner's age and lack of criminal history made him feel that imposing a six-month jail sentence with probation was appropriate. Turner has also to, has to register as a sex offender. In quotes, a prison sentence would have a severe impact on him Oh, my God, well, it should have an impact on him. I think he will not be a danger to others. So what I have learned from all the work that I have done on, you know, at first trying to make a safer than leaving and then making the film, is that everyone who gets probation, everyone, like this guy who plays, like, the drinking card, like, the, you should hear some of the stuff that this guy said about alcohol, um, is going to be sent to AA. Like, oh, I'm never going to drink again, and I hate alcohol, and I don't want to be around these kind of people. Yeah, you are those kind of people. You know, sometimes I think that all the good people should, uh, that are in AA should just leave AA and let the criminals and the sec- all the fuck-ups fuck and the disgusting people, they can just take over the one and, and then go back into your homes and have your private little meetings, very small, intimate meetings in your house, and you can vet people like that. This is, it's a disgrace. So, you know, the film is, it's, this is very, you know, timely. I made the film about that sex offenders are being court-ordered there and violent offenders are being court-ordered, and we know that the sex offenders go there intentionally because they have the most vulnerable people are there. You know, that you are in the most vulnerable place you have ever been, and, uh, you know, I just, I really try not to get mad anymore. You know, I really try not to get this upset anymore. But, I mean, when I see a law like this, and see, it's, you know, just such BS, I'm like, holy crap. You know, it's not treatment. Sober livings are not treatment. It's it's a house with a bunch of drunk or sober people, people who are either clean or abstinent, who 
seemingly want to live together, people think that by what, what osmosis you're gonna my the my worst experiences in my whole time in Alcoholics Anonymous was when I freaking lived with other sober assholes. That's what I got to tell you because they're liars. The two men who preyed on me and my sister, those mother, the, listen, you know what? That wasn't even a sober. It was just people got together and they all lived together. It was the worst experience of my life living with other people. It was my worst experience in Alcoholics Anonymous was living with those batshit crazy people. And as 18, 19 years old I was, 20. And then I was like, you know what? I never want to live with any of you again. And I got my own room in a house in Manoa with other you know, university students. And I never lived with them again. I got to tell you, this is, it's outrageous. Proposition 36, total bullshit. Um, and let's see what, what rehab, you know. And then if you, see, if you see my movie, we interviewed John Hill. And if you Google John Hill, who did a Senate Oversight Committee on who can, become, who can become a rehab counselor in a real rehab, not a sober living. And a sober living, you don't got to be jack shit to work there. You don't have to be anybody. You can be some, like this guy, this guy, Chris, you know, Batham, who owns all of these places. BI is investigating. The district attorney, um, Blue Cross and Blue Shield are investigating. Well, you know what? Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you look really stupid. If you have been paying all these thousands of dollars in this whole game for these rehabs when there's no science, there is no medicine, and how can you pay it? I'm repeating myself. I'm going to say it again. I want to, you know, that if, in fact, it says that rehab is non-medical, and I believe this is all over the country, why, why is insurance paying for it? Why is insurance paying for a dime? Oh, because, you know, uh, the Obamacare said that, well, they said you have to have, uh, you know, like evidence-based. There is no evidence. What does it mean anyway? Evidence-based treatment. It's really bad. i got to tell you guys, Alcoholics Anonymous is infested in our government, in our judicial system, in our medicine, in our mental health, in social work, in probation, probation officers, so bad that it's going to take way more than my film, and I will release my film within a month. I, it, whatever happens with everyone else that I'm talking with about digital, about broadcast, Vimeo, it's coming out. Digitally, you'll be able to buy it, and you'll be able to rent it and stream it all over the world. Uh, this is just outrageous. And this story, please share it on your Facebook pages, tweet about it, talk about it. And most of all, if you've been harmed in any way, you can contact me again. I'm Monica Richardson at makeaasafer at gmail.com. And I'm not sure if I can help you, but, you know, I surely will try. But the main point is that sue them. Sexual harassment is against law in the workplace. And it is out, if you have a rehab where the owner is sexually harassing you, oh, my God, it would be like a therapist saying, I want to fuck you. You know, but you know they're not. There's no board. There's no oversight. You know, and they AA members set this shit up in the 1960s. I guess it all began. It actually began later, earlier than that. But when it really grew in the 70s and the early 19, probably 1980, is when this big, you know, whoosh of it all happening. And all the steppers were like, oh, we can become counselors and make money just sitting around talking about our sobriety. Oh my God! But this. This proposition 36. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. It's really, really bad. Okay. 
So I am going to go onto here where it, if you go to uh, how did I find this? I just Googled, you know, rights, uh, sober living laws. You know, what are the sober to? I keep getting the same web page that has. Yep, this is a big freaking website. For, this is for people who the Sober Living Network. Hmm, sounds really official, doesn't it? Baseline standard for committee review and comments. The standard sets forth the minimum requirements that any quality sober living home must meet. These requirements are based on the combined experience of hundreds of sober living homes over decades of operation. The standard is compatible with a wide variety of home organizational models. What the? Okay, let me just say this again. That any quality sober living home must meet these requirements are based on experience. Mm, sounds like AA again, experience. We're going to share our experience, strength, and hope with you. The revised standard for quality sober living homes will, when approved, apply to all sober living homes affiliated with the Sober Living Network through its recognized and affiliated sober living coalitions. So just for you to know, coalition is nothing. There's nothing official. There's nothing legal about it. The standard will be maintained by the Network Standards Committee and may be amended in a manner determined by the Network Board of Directors. Oh, Lord, this is so bad. A good home is safe, well-maintained, has suitable space for its residents, and is in keeping with neighborhood standards. The home's appearance must be neat. Oh, my Lord. Let me see if there's anything worth saying here. The home must meet all health and safety standards. Established, again, by the coalition. Um, let me see. Garage. No, it really it doesn't. It's just all regulated to the coalition. Oh, boy. This is really pathetic. This was put up by, um, oh, let's go here to what they require. So here we go with the abstinence. Somebody told me that they charge their insurance $4,000 for drug testing. Section 3, abstinence, enforcing, and testing. The heart of the sober living experience is the process of learning how to live a life free from drugs and alcohol. Requirements in this section support the important aspects of enforcing abstinence. You have to enforce abstinence and of managing relapse situations. Other requirements ensure that toxicology screening is conducted in consistent and fair manner by competent and trained individuals. Well, this is really bad. Well, folks, there's about four minutes left to the show today here. Again, uh, I uh, encourage you to go onto YouTube and take a look at the um, Rehab Mogul, uh, ABC 2020 Rehab Mogul, show that was just on Friday. It's available to watch um, on YouTube. I think it's in three parts or two parts. The other, uh, the, you know, the other aspect of this is to, you know, if you're a parent and you're listening to me, why do you need to send your kids somewhere? I want to highly recommend Harm Reduction, Andrew Tatarski, Jeff Foote, uh, the program Smart Recovery, Ham's Harm Reduction, um, Women for Sobriety for Women, where it's located. There's also an online program, but I, but I would, I guess I'm strongly for Smart Recovery, Moderation Management, and Ham's Harm Reduction. There are PhDs that are trained out of uh, the offices in New York of Jeff Foote's program, the Center, Center for Motivation and Change, Andrew Tatarski, 
um, trains people out of New York. And if you call those two locations and ask for a PhD that's in Los Angeles, I know of one very, very good PhD that is non-12-step, uh, one-on-one, um, probably the best thing. Maybe attend some meetings if they want. Read literature that's about kindness and science. Um, there's a great book called by Jeff Foote called uh, Beyond Addiction. Um, oh, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm I'm reeling from... I'm reeling from what I just read. What Silver Living is Proposition 36 passed in 2000, and this and this has been going on for 16 years. No wonder the system grew. Is that the they 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 got it? The steppers got it, so that our courts were actually feeding and sending them. So does that mean? That our tax dollars are paying for that shitty sober living that's in your neighborhood, I would say shut them down. I would say shut them all down. We don't need them. They're absolute nonsense. It's Look what's happening. Um, or open one that's non-12-step in a way to fight back. But I want to thank you all for joining me today. Uh, I will have some shows coming up, re, you know, a, Anyway, I'm going to have more shows, and it's been a lot going on, and uh, I just can't believe what I discovered today. So, again, I'm Monica Richardson for Block Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. The film, The 13 Steps, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and we will see you again soon. Guys, take care, and remember, speak up, speak out, fight back, and we'll see you on social media. Bye-bye. Good night, and take care.